0: In the Watch Enthusiast universe, the Watch Enthusiasts are represented by two separate yet equally unimportant human beings. KC, who has nothing, and John John, who knows nothing. This is their podcast.
1: The KC and John
2: John Show! Hello everybody, and welcome to the 58th inaugural episode of Casey and John. John. That was unnecessarily <laughs> elaborate. Um, feels like it should have been saved for, a,
0: like you know. Look, this is a special occasion because we're actually recording this side in, by side. In person.
2: Yeah. With a hyperlapse video. Yeah, so will that's be, proof that we'll be putting up on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, welcome aboard to the fifty-eighth episode of the Casey and Jordan Show, and not the show show. Yes, this is just a this show. Is a show. This is this merely is a show. Merely a show. And boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about today. Yes. Um, <laughs> which uh, weekly segment of the week shall we begin with? Um, shall we
0: begin with our new, the newest weekly segment of the week? The latest one. Yeah brand new like this has literally never been done before by anyone never yeah yeah so our latest weekly segment of the week mm-hmm. is the alphabet attic because alliteration is very important <laughs> right <laughs> i mean we have the grippers garage
2: which we, which we will
0: which makes its appearance after a while yeah
2: yeah and but, also our product placement pond, <laughs> <laughs> which I will <coughs> never look, understand. It, it, look, it just
0: works, okay? Anyway. Does it though? Anyway, anyway diving anyway. right in yes. to the alphabet attic. Mm. So the, the concept of this mm. is um, kind of similar to that children's book, Good. R is for Rolex. Yes. Except we're not basic like that. Which our friend Will has one for his kids. Oh. Well done, but... But we'll, you should get your kids onto listening to Casey and John-John, because John, we're yes. a lot more educational. Yes, and we're going to have a much more advanced yeah. version. And we're also very family-friendly. We are. Yeah. yeah, Surprisingly. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, Alphabet addict. Mm. So we start from A, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's the first letter of the alphabet. Yeah. And... We could have gone... Acrivia. Mm-hmm. the Audemars Pigay. <clears throat> but because we're not basic like that. We? We're not. We're really not.
2: We're going Arnold & Sons. A.K.A. Citizen. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So Arnold & Sons, acquired by Citizen, is yeah. a very much, I think, auto brand from Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. And they do some very elaborate watches. Yeah. Yeah um various to be mm-hmm. I think they even have a remontoire. Probably. Yeah. And the chain of fusée as well. So um it's yes, technically speaking it's owned by Citizen, but mm. But they're pretty much left to their own devices. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I think that's the good thing about <laughs> Citizen acquiring Hal as well as La Jupere. Yeah. Because they've left them to their own devices. And and, and obviously, like the investment is there. Yep. Yep. Well, for them to produce a lot, perhaps more complicated things as mm-hmm. well, and like, also you know to sort of like, they also borrow technical expertise mm-hmm. from these guys. Yeah. Like uh, with the Citizen Calibre Zero Two Hundred, mm-hmm. I think, where they have got a very thin mechanical yeah. watch as well, which is you know the expertise comes from Le Joubere. Yeah. So, I I honestly think. Acquisitions aren't always the best thing. Because, you know, like, Invicta acquiring Zodiac. Fossil. Fossil and Zodiac. Really? Yeah. Invicta? Yeah. That's new to me. If I'm not mistaken. Um, as usual... Because I, 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 thought, I thought, like, Zodiac was under the Fossil group. Yeah, and then Invicta acquired Fossil group. So really? If, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not 100% sure. But... but um, people don't come to...
0: Casey and John John for facts. Yeah. And we have. It's just to. merely assumptions about
2: life. Yep. Pretty much. So <laughs> um, it, it it's definitely, you know, um, acquisitions are not always the best thing. Yeah. But when a brand like Citizen acquires Le Jouperie and Arnold Sons and then leaves them to do whatever they want. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. You know, because. Le Perret, despite being one of the premier like luxury movement makers, yeah, I don't know how well they were doing. Mm. And so the fact that Citizen has gotten involved and basically ensured that they are <coughs> financially solvent is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So but let's talk a bit more about Alan and Sons yes because we're not it's purely been citizen yeah
0: yeah (laughs) so but to be fair mm -hmm. that is just my my uh, my knowledge of the brand right citizen's own uh, citizen owns them yes and that's about it and they make very nice watches yeah and it ends there yeah so the thing about the Alphabet Attic is really just our opinions on watches that are what watch brands rather that are perhaps less off off the, off the track. beaten track? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So yes, yes. so we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> we which can one? move on to your oh. favorite weekly
2: segment of the week, I which hope, is. I, I hope you, you can say see this. this on video. Please say this. I'm making the sign cross. Our up. product placement pond. And this week, we're talking about one of the the most hyped shows. I think yeah on the internet, incredibly hyped right now. Um, so it's Squid Game on mm. Netflix, mm-hmm.
0: which I've well, I've I, I don't know about you. I don't think you've been I I, watching. Midway, I think it's d nice yeah she's finished it
2: yeah. yeah I'm
0: midway through. Um, You're done. As well. I I have finished it. Mm. Do I think it deserves the hype that it's received? No. <laughs> um, it's a good show. I think I feel like the Koreans. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that they write their characters, like mm-hmm. um, they, they can, you can, they can inject a lot of emotion yeah. into the characters, so you feel for them. Like even even if they show up for like one or two episodes only, like mm-hmm. a very minimal amount of screen time yeah. you still feel for them as well yeah. and I think that's what they do very well agree um, they they also tend to weave a lot of humor mm-hmm. like like, like Squid random Ga- humor like, like, like Squid Game is a dark show it really is it is a really dark show it is with very dark themes but the thing the thing that the Koreans do very well with especially it's like thematically mm-hmm. violent shows like mm-hmm. they can still weave in a lot of lighter moments yeah they, they do it very well yeah agree yeah. like, it, it's like not in, jarring. in hollywood or even uh like like japanese shows for example like mm. if it's dark it's just purely dark yeah right? agreed yeah um but yeah so a lot of good moments but there's i don't know that's just a that's just like a bit that completely ruins it for me right Uh, I'm not going to go into it, obviously, just watch it if you want to. Yeah,
2: let's not spoil it for the audience. And And, also you. And also me. Yeah. But anyway. I'm like um, three or four episodes in. So far, it's been pretty good. Yeah. But it's one of those shows where if you really think about the points Mm -hmm. or about the plot and the setting, it starts to not make sense. Yeah. Until you, you know, you just decide to not think, not overthink it, yeah. and just just roll yeah. with whatever story they're setting out for you. Yeah, but like enough about
0: the the, the, actual, the actual show. show. Yeah. we
2: we want to talk about the product the product placement, placement. and of course, at,
0: at least it seemed like a product placement. And this this was a really weird product placement. Okay, because this is probably the most <laughs> popular watch. In the world. Right. Yeah. It's not a Rolex. It really is. not isn't, a Rolex. No. Like, what? <laughs> <But>, you know? <laughs> this is a Casio. Yes. And it's baffling to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: why they would, they would have just like f- focused on, like, okay, so um, one of the characters in mm-hmm. the show was checking the time. Mm hmm. And it
2: zooms mm. in,
0: zoomed in wrist shot of his Casio um, F ninety one. Not the F nine, like oh no, the it's not. One it's is not yeah, one, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like the the metal one. The metal version of the yeah. F
2: ninety one. Look, yeah. we don't have to describe it to you. You know what it is, hundred percent. Like if you don't know what this is, yeah, then you're not really a watch enthusiast. Yeah, but I will say, I'm kind of tempted to get one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's a gold watch is that.
1: Yes. Right? Yes. Right.
2: That's a weird thing. I wouldn't normally buy a gold watch. Yeah. But a Casio? Yeah. Cheap as digital watch. Yeah. In gold. Yeah. I happen to have one actually. I know.
0: Yeah. Can I borrow it? Sure. I mean weird weird story to that. So um (laughs) I think I know this, but yeah, yeah. go ahead. So, so a girl that I was dating, Mm -hmm. um, she had accidentally stolen
2: this watch. Yes, and which I still don't understand. How 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 do you accidentally steal a watch? But when you when you go
0: into the bathroom, right? Yeah, and you want to wash your hands. Uh huh. Some people take off their watches to wash their hands. Right. Why I don't know, especially when it's a Casio. Yeah. Because like that has.
2: Some water resistance. Around. It does, um, so and even if it's ruined, it's a Casio. Yeah, like it's not just a Casio. It's like
0: ten bucks. No, look, here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing about watches. I don't know if you know. Oh, I but like don't. there. But some people um, invoke some sentimental value
2: on these um, timepieces. Sentimental. <laughs> Okay, James. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been watching Key and Peel in case you don't know. But yeah, um, well, we're, we're we're really like swerving through
0: topics. But anyway, so so um, her friend had taken off this watch, mm-hmm. and she picked it up for some reason and just like kept it while drunk, and and so this friend, the I think the next day, had posted something on Instagram like asking. Where her watch is, like, hey, I I went to this club or whatever, and I picked up a watch. No, sorry, I I I left the watch there. I seem to have lost my watch, and like that that girl I was dating was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I have this watch, but but through the
2: shame that she felt. Okay, Um, I feel like you've put a couple of people under like legal liability at this point, but (laughs) given the situation, couldn't you just have said like. Okay, so you were drunk last night, you took off your watch, so I kept it for you. Yes. Here's your watch. Maybe, maybe it's some like. I mean, in kleptomania. By now, it's probably too late. Well, it's definitely too late because it's with me. <laughs> yes. And it's also been a couple of years. It's been a few years. Yeah. So, a, a little bit too late. Yeah. But it feels like a situation that could have been resolved. Yes. By just saying, Hey, yo, sorry, I fucked up. (laughs) Not even that. I I accidentally took your watch. No, you don't even have to say that. You can just say, you were drunk, I took your watch, here's your watch. Yes. Done. Like, it's not, there's no culpability. There's no liability. Yes. In fact, if anything, you present yourself as a good friend. Yeah. You lost, Mm -hmm. you... Thought you lost your watch, yes. but in reality, I've been safekeeping it for you. Mm. So, um, advice to whoever John was dating: firstly, don't date John, and, <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> this is what you should have done. Unless you're, you're a clutch met. You actually
0: met this girl before.
2: Oh no! So who? I'm not not going to say who on 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 the podcast but at least. Like
0: you, you have met.
2: Hi. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, now that anyway, we're now that we're done with that. That extremely legal liable conversation by which I should say that if you have a complaint, if you are the person who has lost the watch and you have a complaint at Marsh underscore Kai at Instagram. Yeah. He's also a lawyer, so I've I've no
0: liabilities here. No. No. Nah, zero. Nah, None at all. Anyway. Anyway on to a bit a Well, Casey and John, John, breaking news. Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: You should take this because this is... This is purely me. Yeah, this is purely you. So, um, I stumbled upon a post from Seiko Busters on Instagram. And Mm -hmm. he sort of goes through um, watches from Seiko Mm -hmm. that are either Frankens or fakes, etc. And then he busts them. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like fake busters and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, one thing that he posted recently was something that caught my eye. And it was the, oh god, I don't remember the reference number. But it is the Seiko 5KX uh-huh. uh, competition winner. So, I don't know if you remember this, uh, but we participated in this. Did we? We did. We um, I'm pretty sure Marshall asked us to join this, it was the Seiko 5KX Design Your Own Design. So like they had a couple of bezel options, a couple of dial options, Uh markers, etc. I do not remember participating. So I'm sure that I did at least. Uh So you would like choose your own bezel, dial, markers, hands, etc. and then put it up in a vote. Yeah, like like a public vote, and then the best design wins, right? And the the one that won at the end of the day. So this was late last year, early this year. That was like when the competition was running, mm-hmm. and they announced this in June. I want to say, so breaking news as far as Casey and John John is concerned, <laughs> um, they announced the winner in June, and it was basically like a Seiko SKX. In the poke style, so Pepsi mm-hmm. bezel, mm-hmm. as well as, uh, um, what, mm-hmm. uh, as well as a what do you call it, um, yellow gold champagne dial? Yep, and that that was a winner, right? So, here's the thing like. The Seiko Pope, or like the Seiko Champagne doll is one of the most common things. And I don't think it was unique to the, um, okay, so I, I'm gonna say, this, this is a bit of a convoluted story because basically what happened was this group called Grupo 1881. Mm -hmm. which is apparently an Italian watch forum. Supposedly. Supposedly. Um, They claim that their design was the one that won. And the Seiko Pogue is such a common watch. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, it's not common, but it's commonly known at least. So I really doubt that Grupo 1881 is the only brand or the only person to have branded this group. And at the end of the day, the one that won, so it was a whole thing because apparently Gruppo 1881 pressured Seco Italia, yeah, which is obviously the local distributor yeah. in Italy for Seco, mm-hmm. um, to say that Gruppo 1881 is the one that won. And they really emphasized this. And in the Seco Italia post, which is now deleted, Mm -hmm. it says that um, this design by Grupo 1881 had 8 million votes, Mm -hmm. which is 50% of the total vote out of like 4,000 designs. Yes. It has 50% of the vote, and that's the one that won. Yeah. And they are claiming that, you know, Oh you think it's inspired by the pogue? No it's not. It's inspired by the seven eight two eight dash seventy thirty, which is like the quartz uh-huh. analog chronograph, which has a similar design. Mm-hmm. So and and also I think they're claiming one of the six one three nine dash I don't remember what number, but basically anyone who says that the this Grupo eighteen eighty one that apparently won. Yes. That watch was inspired by anything other than what they claim their members appear on Instagram on Facebook to just diss you. Hmm. To be like no this is not based on the poll that's so mainstream it's based on this. Oh, which so is much hister. rarer. Yeah. <clears throat> and here's the thing like if you actually go and look at the watch which is the if you just search 5kx beatmaker which is the name of the competition you'll find it it's so obviously inspired by the pogue Mm -hmm. like you can claim whatever the fuck you want yeah but the pogue was the first watch that was that had this color scheme and that design the pepsi bezel the gold dial you you really can't claim otherwise so yeah um, good job, Grupo Eighteen Eighty One. Cheers yeah, to cheers. you! Yeah, and here's to receiving your hate mail. <laughs> Cause, um, Fratello Watches, yeah, had an article okay. about this watch, uh-huh. and he he. It's a pretty long article, and towards the end, he addresses this whole controversy mm-hmm. where people posting you on Instagram are getting hounded by people from Grupo Eighteen Eighty One. Claiming that no, it's not the Pogue, it's based on this. We are the ones who won, nobody else submitted this design, etc. etc. When I am sure a fuck ton of people submitted this exact design, yeah. And they would post all this shit. And so, um, on on Fratello, they called this out. They actually mentioned the whole thing, they mentioned. you know, like, the competition, the people who possibly rigged the vote, because 8 million votes is mm-hmm. a hell of a lot. Yeah. And then they also mentioned, you know, like, the response that these people have given to other people posting this watch on Instagram what and social the, media. What is the population of Italy? I want to say about 60 million, I think. So if if, if it is about 60 million, mm-hmm. 8 million out of 60, out right. of 60 is... Like um, 7%, 10%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, We're wait, just under, wait. I'm just under 10 Yeah. Wait. Just over percent oh, Just 10. over 10 Yeah. 12, 12%. Yeah. And apparently this many people... Yeah. So 12% of Italy voted for a yes. watch. On Seiko. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, so really, <laughs> right? And, and Fratello mentioned all this, and then they said, like, Grupo 1881 has been really aggressive about yeah. this. They've been responding on social media, yeah, they've been hounding people, etc. Mm-hmm. Guess who replied to the article? Uh, um... Grupo 1881, <laughs> <laughs> and, and well, right, oh, yeah. right, okay, yes, yes. And, and they responded and they were saying, like. It was like four or five paragraphs long. Mm -hmm. A comment on a fucking article on the internet, five articles long. And um, at the end, they were like, even though some of the things that you said were not pleasant, bracket, or even offensive, or something along those lines, uh, we respect your difference in opinion, and we just want to express our love for the brand sake. Firstly, n- fuck you. And <laughs> secondly, I mean, you can love the brand without being a fucking douchebag about it. Yeah. What's wrong with acknowledging that, yes, our watch looks a bit like the Pogue? Yeah. Yes, we we were looking at another watch when we were inspired to do this. Mm-hmm. But yes, I can see how it looks like the Pogue. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with that? Like, why mm. can't you do that? Yeah. So... That is basically the story about this and the latest development is on the forum. They have started a, I don't know what to call it, but like a protection list. What? So what they're asking you to do is take a picture of your case back, Uh including the limited edition number. Yes. It will be entered into the log with your number and your like typical Casey and John, John Yeah. Um, your number and your name, I guess, and then it will be like, to make sure that if anyone steals it, mm-hmm. it can be traced back to you. Okay. So now out of 2021 watches, which is 2021, the number of watches that Seiko released, 85 have been registered. Okay. So good job, Grupo 1881. Very nice. Yeah. Dude, you know what? Send your hate meal all we I don't care. Or send your hate meal at Marsh underscore Kai on Instagram. Send it to Marsh. Send it to Marsh. I don't care.
0: I have no skin in this game. Like I'm I'm this is the first time I'm hearing all, about all this yeah. shit. But okay,
2: so having heard all this, yeah, what do you think? I don't care. That's it.
0: Yeah, say cool. hmm? Fair enough. And I, like, I
2: I care more about
0: having no pineapples on my pizzas. Yes. And I, which is where, honestly, which is where all this rage should be directed to. So I was going to it say, that fuck
2: Hawaiian pizzas, man. If we have any common ground yeah. with Grupo 1881, it is f- fuck pineapple yeah. on pizza. And fuck jar
0: sauce. Especially mm. when it's pesto.
2: Because mm. you can make it yourself. You can very easily, Casey. Very easily. So there's no reason why you should use jar. There's no reason... At all. ...why
0: any sauce should come from in a jar. Agreed. Everything should be made
2: fresh. Yeah. The way Gordon Ramsay likes it. <laughs> <laughs> and also Jonathan Tong. Also Jonathan Tong. Jonathan yeah. Tong and Gordon Ramsay, the titans of the culinary arts. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: moving on. Moving on to... Griper's Garage. Friendly's Griper's <coughs> Garage. Friendly's griper's Garage, which makes a, a res- resurgence. Yeah. It re- has re emerged from a, the ashes a after a long time yeah. that we haven't griped about anything. This n- is not necessarily watch related. It's not. At all. Not at all. But it's something that I do truly gripe Care about.
2: about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something that's
0: n- near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, similar to pineapples not being on pizzas. Mm -hmm. But this is basically um, Malaysian food. Yep. Singaporeans might say Singaporean food, but let's be honest, that's still Malaysian food. Yeah. Because in case our listeners don't know the history of Singapore, it used to be a Malaysian state. Yes. Until they seceded. Well, Malaysia was like, y'all can fuck off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also
0: that. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Um... So, when Singaporeans or
2: Malaysians go abroad, mm-hmm. which we tend to do... Yes. Because um, we hate our country, but <laughs> we also love our country at the same time, so... Yeah, we're,
0: we're patriot. We, we have selective patriotism. <laughs> yes.
2: yes, we do. But one, one thing that we can
0: definitely agree on mm-hmm. is that our food is the best. Yes. Absolutely. Um, Bar none. Which we will... F- well, I mean, we'll fight each other over it. Yes. I mean... Like, even, like... Even even with, like, Indonesians, for example.
2: Even regionally. Mm, like, yeah. Penang one better. KL one better. KL, KL food is shit. Klang Baku Teh. Okay, and Pan Mee or so lah. Mm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyway, but... Uh, but, but aside food, from that... Aside from that, Penang yes. one... Penang food is the best. I'll agree with that. In, yeah. like, the, the entirety of Southeast Asia. type. Thais, Indonesians, you can fight me,
2: <laughs> or you can fight Ed Mar. You can, <laughs> <laughs> you can go after him, like <laughs> leave us the fuck alone and go after mush. Mar- no. Right? Yeah, I think that's the better solution. But to- anyway, 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 anyway,
0: um, yep. because most of us go overseas to yep. study or work or whatever. Yep, and sometimes you just want to have a taste of home. Agree. But, these, but the restaurants, like the Malaysian, mm. Singaporean restaurants, Yeah. They never, They never they live up to expectations. Up, yeah. yeah. Um, there was this, so, it, I was in Melbourne, right? Yeah. And, there was a, kind of, pop-up thing, mm-hmm. where they tried to recreate the hawker experience, right? And this place was literally called Hawker, right? Without the vowels, so H W K R.
2: Of course, right? Yeah. I, also, I, also
0: in in addition to that, there was a, there's also a restaurant inverted commas, uh, near my place where where I stayed in Melbourne true. called Hawker Hall. Nice. Which also same thing. Uh-huh. Trying to recreate this hawker street experience. food hawker yeah. experience. Um, so, there was actually a Cha Kui Tiao mm-hmm. store that had opened in this place, right. In Hawker. Right. Um, first of all, mm-hmm. from Penang.
2: Like, like, the, like, the chef is from the, Penang? Yeah.
0: Okay. They came from Penang right. to open this store there. Right. And they've actually subsequently opened a proper restaurant. Right. For just Cha Kui Tiao. Sure. To those people who don't know what Chakwe Tiao is... Fried, I flat wanna, rice noodles. I don't want to
2: describe it this way, but it's, it's like a pad thai, but better. Yeah. Because, unfortunately, a lot of people know pad thai a lot more of than know they do char kui tiao. Yes. Yeah. So pad thai is like... It's basically like flat rice noodles. Yeah. Fried. fried. Stir fried. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing about pad thai, which we have an issue with, is the fact that it's generally very sweet. Yes. Char kui is not sweet. Yeah. Char kui tiao it's is salty very and region. spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's. Again, maybe a Malaysian thing, but. Pinangwan. Pinangwan one one best. One best. No, no, no. Pinangwan best. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Agree. Like when you go to KL, yeah. you don't sell Chao Kui
2: you sell Pinang Chao and that's <laughs> Which makes it better, so, apparently. So when I lived in KL, uh-huh. my litmus test uh-huh. for Pinang Chao Kui Tiao is to go to the guy and speak Hokkien. Oh. If the guy goes, huh? huh. They're like, fuck you, you're not from Penang. Like, Lekong Matye. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Huh? Lekong <laughs> yeah? Like, no. You're- like, wait, what are you saying in Cantonese? In That's, Cantonese. Because yeah. the majority of the population in KL is Cantonese. Yeah. So if you're advertising Penang Chakwe you and in Penang we speak Hokkien or Fujian oh, dialect. we. We. Um, <laughs> they... If you go to like if you go to a Chakutial stall and they speak Cantonese, yeah. they are not from Penang. Yeah. So immediately I'm just like, it's okay, I'm not but interested. I'm from
0: Penang and I speak Cantonese. You do, but you also speak Hokkien. Yeah, I mean by
2: by yes. natural, like, so right? That's the thing. So like it doesn't matter what dialect you that's like fair. your origin is from. Yeah. If you're actually from Penang, yeah. you'll speak Hokkien. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. So, that that's that's why my litmus test for any Chakwe Diao that labels themselves as from Penang yeah. is, do you speak Hokkien? Fair enough. Yeah. So, like, in in, in Subang, you yeah. could actually find a couple of stalls that yeah. are actually done by Penang people, mm-hmm. and the Chakwe Diao is not bad. Okay. Yeah. So p better than yeah. Oh, of course. Even in KL, p Benang- that's, that's without a doubt. Um, but back to our back, back to the gripe. Yes, right?
0: the gripe is well. The gripe is that it's someone um, else's gripe. We should mention. It's actually yeah. It is actually someone else. It's not gripe. our gripe. This is a, this was actually a uh, an article on the South China Morning Post. Which is, which which I felt very connected to anyway. Uh-huh. Yep. Purely because that's how I felt when I was in Australia yeah. and like, oh, I really miss. It was really by a honky, right? Yeah, it was just like yo Malaysians like, Singaporeans. The fuck yeah, exactly. Calm right. the fuck down. We get it. We um, try to localize yep. your food for like local palates, um, but not good so, enough for you. Yeah, right. Um, and I, honestly, like to me, it kind of ex extends over to like even just Chinese food in, in yeah. general yeah. like when I was in Australia I, I pretty much refused to have Chinese food first okay. of all because it's really like it's it's expensive stupidly expensive yeah. for what you're getting and yeah. also like
2: I don't know it's it, it, like it, the flavor is just not right okay but I've but heard that Hong Kong Tim Sum in
0: Australia is pretty good not bad not bad was like maybe two places that I would go to right but okay. The best place for dim sum is obviously in Hong Kong. Of course, yeah. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. I yeah. I fucking mm-hmm. miss dim sum by so, the way. So I, I, I like I just want to go to like a great yum cha place. Yeah. and You know, have the auntie bring a cat. The, uh, the, cart. Sorry, the cart. over yeah. with with like you know all the bring a
2: cat. <laughs> yeah, bring the cat as well. Why not? Um, but I think that was the point of the article, right? But like, the, it it was written port- by a honky guy. Yeah. And he was saying like when I go to your countries, yeah, I don't complain about the abysmal quality of the dim sum. Yeah. So, Malaysians and Singaporeans, like, why the fuck do you make so much noise? And I, I,
0: I think it's purely a Malaysian or Singaporean thing.
2: I really, I, I agree. And
0: especially as, especially as a guy from Penang. Hmm. Born and bred.
2: Hmm. Mostly.
0: <laughs> um, like I said, even going to KL, was just like, this is
2: shit. Yeah. And I, 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 it really is a Malaysian thing because it really is. even my parents, yeah. like when they talk about the food that we have yeah. right now, they'll complain about it. They'll be like, okay la, this, this chakwe teow is not bad. But back in my day, yeah, when I was like 10 years old, <laughs> chakwe teow only cost like 30 cents. And it was a big portion. Yeah. And it tasted better than this. I still I rem-
0: I still I still reminisce about the times when chocolate was like three. Yeah. Three fifty for a plate. And now it's like now $7. It's like eight. Yeah. Yeah. Nine ring it. Yeah. Fuck that. It's so but, expensive. I I've said this before, but I'll say which it is, again. Which
2: which that is like two dollars fifty yeah. USD. Right. <laughs> if you'll pay twenty bucks for a pasta, why would Which you, you should not? Which you should not. But if you go like Viapari or whatever Look he,
0: I, I think I think pasta is also another thing mm. That I want to gripe about Right Because I can make that at home Agree For much cheaper mm-hmm. So I would never have pasta When I'm out Fine For the most part For the most part Unless you're getting like Some white truffle Espe- Especially well, Especially if it's like An Alio Olio Oh yeah And you're paying like 20 something ringgit For yeah. oil and garlic
2: Yeah Fuck off but here's the thing, like, a lot of people do pay 20 plus ringgit. Because a lot of people are stupid. For agro oleo, but those same people mm. will complain about an 8 ringgit chakwe teow. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. When I think a chakwe teow has more ingredients, takes more effort and skill. There's a lot more skill
0: involved. Yes. Having, okay, having made both an alio oleo and a attempting chakri-tiao. to make a chakwe teow at home, and Ali olio is so stupidly easy. Easy. Like, to get the flavours of the of the chakwe tiao, right? It's a whole different story. Because I would say what is most important mm-hmm. is the sambal. Right. And that requires a fuck ton of effort to make. It does.
2: As well as the wok hei. Yeah, exactly. Which and is the wok hei. Wok hei means... Um, breath. breath of the wok. Yes. Which is... <clears throat> basically the maillard reaction it's a well seasoned wok yeah a well seasoned wok that is properly heated yeah that is sufficient for you to get a maillard reaction yeah. from the food and like these woks tend to be passed down through generations yes. as well yeah
0: which is which is why i, sp- I suppose like when yeah. when these like like that chocolate place in australia that opened mm-hmm. up right that's going to that's probably going to be a new wok yeah they're not going to I assume they're not gonna bring the wall all the way from Penang. Probably not. Also, also another thing mm. is that the people who opened up the chocolate place. Yep. They're from Ayer Itam. Okay. Which so once again, and you know, more, more cultural education for our win lose. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why you know the first? Um. So Ayer Itam is not famous for chocolate. No, it's, it's more of a laksa. Yeah. And I, I, th- I think our international audience probably have heard of a laksa before. Probably. Mm-hmm. That's that's quite popular yeah. overseas. Yeah. Another one. You're welcome. Another one. And another one. So um, so okay, going so, back. So, <laughs> so so like the Chakwe Diao, when I tried it, I was just like, this is actually garbage. Yeah. Like looking look, look when I saw the color of it, I was already I already knew
2: that it was going to be shit. Yes. So the thing about a proper chakowitzia is that it has a really brown a rich reddish brown, brown. It's yeah. like a reddish brown tinge to
0: it yeah. and that that's... was like it was just like white right yeah and so so like to my to my Aussie friends that I went to try that place with okay they were just like I, they, were, they were just like this this is good like you know we we like it's this right. but to me like... it was just like this is
2: unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> no, now here's the thing, the, the gripe is, why do we make so much noise about this, when everyone else can just go like, eh, it's fine, why are we the ones who go like, nah,
0: this is shit. Yeah, um, I, f- I feel it's mainly because we have very high standards, especially for me, being from Penang and our food is the best in the entire Southeast Asia. In I'm not going to say world because like, my favorite cuisine
2: is Japanese. <laughs> I was going to say galaxy. So mm.
1: hmm.
0: uh, that's why you moved to Penang, right? Uh, yeah, of course.
2: <laughs> um, but okay, so despite that, like Japanese people who leave Japan and come to like Penang and have Japanese food here, yeah, they don't complain as much as we I do. I don't think they do. No, no, no way. Like Italian people who are like famous for their passion fire yeah and spirit yes they're gonna go like they're gonna come to malaysia and have carbonara that's made out of cream
1: <coughs> <coughs>
2: that's unacceptable as well honestly and they're not <coughs> even then they're not gonna complain as much as we do yeah about anything we yeah. eat why
0: i don't know I don't know either. I think we should... Like, exactly like what I was saying. I think we just have higher standards. But... but I think we're but, just more whiny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we just love to complain. <laughs> yeah, we just want to complain. <laughs> we just want to complain. It's like we're in Malaysia, we complain about Malaysia. Yeah. If we move out to Australia, we complain about Australia. Yeah. If Which we, I have done plenty of. Plenty of point. times. And if you move to England, you complain about England. If yeah. Oh we're, my god, the weather is so shite. We're just a very... <laughs> Complain-prone people. Yeah, I think, and I'm gonna blame our parents for this. Why? Cause I think it was instilled by them. Have has your dad never told you like, oh, back in the day, this one tasted better? Not really. Okay, cause Maybe my it's just per- yours My parents have like multiple times. I think I complain a lot more than my father. Cause you're a whiny bitch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, I guess for me it's. Influence from my parents, yeah. which is why I complain about stuff yeah. because apparently everything last time was better. Yeah. And for you, it's not your parents, but you're just a whiny bitch. Um, but
0: the thing is, like, I contain my parents' genes, right? So it's their fault also. That's fair. <laughs> so if you're listening I, to this. But I, I just want to, like, we've honestly spent way more time on this topic than, than we, we really should. Yeah. But just to. I just wanted to add on a bit onto it, where, um, so especially like where, where I was talking about like Chinese food, yeah, abroad, right, yep, where it tends to be localized, but well, well they they try to localize the flavors, yep, to, ca- to cater chicken. to cater to to you know the local palate, white people, yeah, basically, yeah, right, um, so there's there's a chef that. I follow mm-hmm. called Lucas sin okay and he is like an encyclopedia on Chinese cuisine right um you you should definitely go on YouTube and like look up his videos mm-hmm. like cooking videos or just like his his talks in general like they they're so in depth right and he's so passionate about the topic of just Chinese cuisine right um so his so his explanation of the localization of of flavors mm-hmm. you know like asian american right. Chi- or chinese american culture cuisine can i can even extend that to like chinese australian yeah. cuisine as well sure um, so like i mean obviously the idea behind is like when you when you when you trace back the history mm. where chinese men yeah cuz like there was men who was like emigrating to um mine for gold or yep. build the railroads and all that. Yep. Like, they pretty much had no other career option other than that or cooking. Yep. And obviously, when the ingredients that you could get mm. in a foreign land is completely different from what you would get back in China. Of course. And so you just have to make do, right? Yep. Yep. And you also have to cater towards the taste of the people mm. that the are there people. otherwise yeah. you're not going to be able to sell anything and make money yep and you know that's that's how you get your your
2: general so general souls chicken orange orange chicken chicken, your chow mein yeah which is i should clarify for american audiences these are not actual chinese dishes no they're chinese american dishes yeah so if you want actual chinese cuisine yeah you're not finding it from these and the thing uh, like having been to China
0: mm. recently, two years ago, well, in Shanghai. As far as COVID is concerned, that's pretty as, recent. Yeah, that's pretty recent. Yeah, um, like the variety of Chinese cuisine mm. is insane. Yeah, and I, th- I, okay, so I, I feel like in America or in Australia, mm. the vast majority of Chinese cuisine that people are familiar with mm. is more of Southern China. Right. So like from
2: Guangzhou. Guangzhou Sichuan, Hong
0: Kong. Well, yeah, I I guess Sichuan cuisine is quite popular now, with like hot pot, right? Yeah. Um, But there's so much variety. There's so much more. It's so like we were talking about Hunan. Yeah, Yeah. Hunan food in the last last episode. episode. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like. I, uh, I I think I think why we're so passionate about this because food, food tells a story, of like culture. And um, in, 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 this, in the same way we watches, right? There's like some sentimental sen- sentimentality to it. Sentimental value, because like you know, you grow up with it, and you have, yep. and you make memories through yep. food, yep. taste, smell, mm. etc. And mm. maybe that's why we are so passionate about the food. Where yeah. like when we go overseas, yeah. we're just like, this is unacceptable
2: yeah. or just shit <laughs> because we have high standards here as well yeah. like even here in Malaysia like if you go to a stall like a, a Chakwetial stall yeah. that is not up to par we'll make a huge fuss about it yeah or like
0: uh, even if your friends are like oh I went to this place and like oh, why you go to that place yeah. it's not that good you should go to this other yeah, place
2: exactly there. right so basically to answer the question why do we complain about food so much it's not that we complain about foreign food. We complain about local food as well. Yeah. We complain about food. Full stop. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're local or foreign or whatever. If it's good, we'll say it's good. If it's bad, we'll say it's bad. And yep. we'll tell you where you should go Yeah. in order for you to get better food. Correct. Yeah. And And I think that's... The gist of it. Yeah. So, to the South China Morning Post, this is our reply. Yeah. This is why we complain so much. Yeah. I don't know if it's a good thing that we complain as much as we do, but that's how it is. Yeah. It may be a uniquely Malaysian-Singaporean thing, but again, that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're just going to roll with that. And moving on moving on, on. <laughs> to our actual
0: main topic of the day. <laughs> Which took like forty five minutes <laughs> apparently <laughs> to get to our main topic. So we just wanted to discuss about foreign well, when we say foreign, non English. English script on watches. Yeah. Or rather, not even English. Like not Arabic numerals or just indices.
2: Which brings me to an interesting point. Arabic numerals. Is foreign ish. It's not it's not English. It's not. And yeah. also there's two definitions to Arabic numerals. Yeah. Now the first is zero to ten. The decimal system. Yes. Which is not strictly Arabic. The strict Arabic script yeah. looks almost like Urdu. Yeah. Which Correct. is so which is why if you say Arabic numerals yeah. it's you not You could be right and wrong. At yeah. the same time. It's not necessarily one to twelve. Yeah. In the way that we know it. Yes. It could actually be in the script. Yeah. And it would still be Arabic numerals. Yeah. So yeah. Um, foreign script is definitely a very divisive topic, I think. Yeah, but I but
0: I think I think for for, for this context mm-hmm. we're discussing things that are not first of all the traditional Arabic numerals that yes. we're familiar with. uh uh-huh. Like on our Omega Seamaster 300 uh uh-huh. Um or Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. We're talking about like as you said, Urdu. Um or Udu-esque at yeah. least. Yeah.
2: Or you know, kanji or Chinese characters. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, right? I think so. But there is an exception. Automatic They never In They never say "automatic.. Yeah. they say "automatic We. Oui. And the only difference is you replace the C with a QUE. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's and what then, the
0: value, that's what the value is, because it requires more ink to print. Instead of one letter you instead have three one, more yeah, letters, right? right and exactly. instead of one small letter, which yeah. is
2: just a C. Yeah. You have like three full letters yeah, to correct. to spell yeah, out. Yeah, that's that's why Gigi Le are so
0: expensive. Yeah. Because, because the extra two letters automatique.
2: Oui. We. Yeah. So yeah, if you Also it's French, so it's more exotic. Yeah. So if you want to go simple <clears throat> yeah. lecoot, yeah. Is one of those that is not English. Yeah. It's not very different, mm-hmm. but it's not English. It's Francais. Oui. Oui. But what other watches? Okay, so I think one of the popular ones is the Seiko Nautilus. The one that's sort of like octagonal, uh-huh. bezel, but integrated bracelet, yeah. but has the udu slash Arabic numerals on it. I uh, Actually, that's the thing. So with, with Seiko, mm. They tend to have a lot
0: of like, like the kanji date wheels, right? Yes. So if the kanji date wheels, you also have like the, not just kanji, but you also have like the, they have like one to seven. Yeah. As well. Yeah. In the on the date wheels, mm-hmm. they also do have like the, I think Hindi as well.
2: Yes, yeah. Hindi, Arabic, yeah. Japanese. They have. A, yeah, they, they like, have there's, a, lot there's of a lot of variety yeah.
0: in their date wheels, which is very interesting. Yeah. And I think those, those seem to be more collectible in a way?
2: I guess so. Yeah.
0: Because like, I I, mean, I don't, I don't want to put it this way, but it's like exotic. Yeah. It's something different. Because like, you know, we're used to seeing Montuse, Wed. Yep. And Roman numerals. Or Roman numerals. Yes. Which, which is also technically... Appears on, yeah. Which is also f- foreign. Foreign. Yeah. Um, and also appears on Seiko date wheels. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's, I guess it's not that common where you would get kanji or you know ch- chinese or especially hindi yeah on a watch yeah. and
2: i'm and that's cool yeah it's it's different yeah yeah which is a point of differentiation in itself yeah i think so yeah you you definitely get a lot of variety mm-hmm. and then even if you're talking about um english numerals or, like, whatever you want to call it, international numerals, Um, Mm. like, Breguet numbers Mm -hmm. are also a thing. And the only difference is the font. That's more of a font. Yeah, Yeah. it's a font thing. And yet, it's also a little bit different compared Mm -hmm. to your standard run-of-the-mill numbers, right? Yep. But, okay, so... This kind of brings us to something that we've wanted to talk about. Actually, be- before, we, before we get into that, yeah, um, are there any foreign script watches that you like? No, I like my JLC Automatique. <laughs> okay, when it comes to numerals, then? Uh, I also like my Seiko and its um, Arabic date. Uh, Arabic day, actually. Okay. Uh huh. But I also like the Seiko Nautilus, mm. though I don't have one. Yeah, that has the ur- Urdu numerals. Mm. I think that's very so, interesting. So yeah, I, I
0: kind of feel like
2: this ur like this Urdu
0: numerals thing mm. is kind of popular recently. Yeah. Um, which which brand was it? I think it was maybe undone or something like that. Uh-huh. Where they had the Saudi Arabia yes. limited edition, and yes. that obviously caused quite a lot of controversy because uh, people don't like Saudi Arabia yeah. you know human right issues and yep. stuff that we don't want to get into because mm-hmm. like it's not a political podcast obviously it, and personally well, eh, eh. only when it comes
2: to food only when it comes to food <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough um but
0: yeah I think I think like these Ur- like the Urdu numerals thing mm-hmm. is quite a popular thing so like I'm well, you can't see this, obviously, but well, I, you can see there. Yeah, but that's on like time, time lapse. lapse. Yeah. Um, so a, an independent watchmaker that I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. recently, um, Ludov, I'm gonna mess this up, but Ludov, Ludovic Bayuard. Uh huh. Um. So he. So he has this really interesting watches where um where the numerals are actually upside down mm-hmm. and but when the hour when that when it's that particular hour the numeral will turn yep. Yep. the right side up yep which is super cool yep um so traditional arabic numerals he has that as well but he also does urdu numerals and he also does chinese numerals as well nice which is very interesting and i i I love i I love what he what he does um i think something that i've probably mentioned before is the tangente Mm. the nomos tangente toki Mm. which is also in kanji Mm. and yeah like i mean, off the top of my head that's
2: that's what i can think of yeah because the other one that i wanted to mention is atelier win okay yeah because they've got a Chinese script on down, Yes. And it's not just any typical Chinese script. Yeah. It's actually the old Ch- yes. traditional Chinese script. I think it's like the representation of ours
0: in... Um, fuck, I don't... I'm not even sure. Like, like this, the Zodiac? I, I, it's, no, not, not, it's not, not it's really not, a Zodiac yeah. thing, but like... It's just the old script. Yeah. It's like...
2: It's not just, okay, so in Chinese, there's the modern Chinese, yeah. simplified, there's the traditional Chinese, Yeah. and then there's also the ancient script. Yes. And Atelier Wen does it in the ancient script. So it's it's pretty cool. I have no idea what the words mean, Yeah. but it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Atelier Wen is definitely one to look out for as well if you yeah. want to go for a foreign script watch. Yeah. Yeah. How's yours by the way? Do you still have it? I do, yeah. Um I've been enjoying my time with it. Um I will say that I've kind of stopped wearing it since yeah. the Omegas arrived. Yeah. Which we'll talk more about on the Casey and Jordan show show. <laughs> so I <laughs> uh, I don't want to get into it, but yeah. basically I haven't worn it in the past couple of weeks. Yes yeah. because I've been preoccupied with the Omegas. Mm-hmm. But um in general, it has been a very good experience. Like it's a very nice watch. Yeah. It's very well designed. It's comfortable on the wrist. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more slap sided than I would like. But it's still pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah, I think we did discuss where it is a thick
0: k- 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 watch. Because of like the beveling and, yes. the, and the brushing and all that. Right? So I
2: don't think it's actually a thick watch. It's the design of it that yeah. make that like, turns it like slap sided yeah. and makes it a yeah. thick watch. Now before we end our foreign script, mm-hmm. there's something that we wanted to talk about, and this is Hitori Watch Company. Yeah. Okay. So, so
0: this this kind of this kind of popped up on my feed a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting Mm -hmm. um a japanese supposedly Mm -hmm. japanese independent watch maker yep um if people aren't familiar with it i think it's called the hitori q sorry ryukyu diver Diver. yeah um so so ryukyu is these chains of islands that Mm. are like southwestern japan yep People probably be more familiar with Okinawa, which is part of the Ryukyu chain of islands. Yep. Um, But if you looked at the watch, Mm. it's pretty much just a replica of the Seiko S L A something. Something. Yes. Yeah. So so like the you know the the recreation of that zero one five original. Diver of uh, the original Seiko Diver, mm-hmm. uh, 62 mass, right? Yes. Yes. Um, digging into whether or not this... History- so, okay, so on the page mm-hmm. where you could get any information, which is on... Nomon watches, Is it noman Yeah. Gnomon. 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 G-no-mon. Um, that's pretty much the only place where you can actually find these watches. The only place you can find Hitori Watch Company Yeah yeah. So as they say Hitori Hitori means One person mm-hmm. um, And That was like A s- Signal to like Them being an Independent Watch brand Apparently Apparently But what I find Very problematic With mm-hmm. Hitori watches, Aside from the fact that it looks exactly the same as the 62 Mars I look that that I, I don't really care much about right there's been homage watches yeah replica or like well not replica that's that's a whole different uh animal mm-hmm. but like homage watches that's mm-hmm. a thing mm-hmm. fine whatever yep but it seems to be very uh, how do do i how do i say this derivative no no just like (sighs) weeb is not the right term but it's a very weeb right right it's a very like like even even in the write-up on the on that norman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. site yeah it seems very orientalism yeah they're leaning very hard they're leaning like like they they even included, like, a wave signal on the back, on yeah. the case back. And which is like, a very oh, Seiko thing. Which is a very Seiko thing, first of all. But they refer to it as, like, oh, this oriental wave. Yeah. It's like... You seem to just be picking and choosing what Asian yeah. themes you want. Yeah. Like, honestly, the word oriental mm-hmm. was used way more than it should have. Agreed. Which... To me just suggests like like you you I have a similar gripe with a brand like Super Dry. Right. So Super Dry uses Japanese script kanji mm-hmm. katakana mm-hmm. um hiragana. Unnecessary and it's just like you
2: just want it for the imagery yes. of that. Yes. There's no actual significance to it. Yeah. It's just purely for the aesthetics or for the, the appearance. Yeah.
0: yeah. And look, I like, I don't wanna get I don't wanna make this like a PC discussion, right? Yeah. Cause of yeah. course. Yeah. But but to me it's just like you, you you're using this script specifically for aesthetic purposes Mm -hmm. and look if you want to come out and and be honest that Mm -hmm. you know you know we designed this watch for that that's fair enough yeah like i mean to me it's like aesthetics is fine Mm -hmm. but when you come up with this fake ass um story behind the brand yeah and it is just disingenuous Mm -hmm that's a problem it is and especially when you're obviously using you know a, f- a, f- a foreign script just for yeah. for the other thing uh, <sighs> what's wrong with my tongue <laughs> for the othering purposes yeah and I think that's that's an issue it is and, I, I, and like we we discussed it briefly mm-hmm. and you also have gripes with it
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's it's I think the word for it is is disingenuous. Yeah. Because it's essentially a copy of the 62 The yeah. issue that Seiko has had. The only mm-hmm. thing they've changed is putting the script on the dial. Yeah. That says Hitori. Yeah. And then Riku Diver, which which is in
0: so Hitori written in uh, Hiragana. Yes. By the way, which is but not what, which they refer to as Kanji. <laughs> Which is wrong Extremely so like, so wrong So like clearly You don't understand Yeah you don't know What, what the you're fuck you're in. talking yeah. about Yeah So And uh, like like Here's the thing like if, if it is genuinely A Japanese
2: independent brand that's mm. fine No That's fine you, Here's the thing When you google Yeah He He Hitori Watch, watch Cool yeah. Or whatever it is Yeah you find nothing yeah. Except like, Literally Nomon. the only thing Is the normal Yeah so it makes me question, like if this company actually exists, yeah, why do they have no online presence yeah. other than no one? Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. So it really sounds like no one watches just cashing in on this. Yeah. And I will say definitively if I had to buy a sixty two mask, which I kind of want to because it's a greater watch. Yeah. One hundred and ten percent. I'll buy the Seiko Yeah Over whatever the fuck this is Because Which uses a Seiko movement by the way It does The NH Whatever Honestly like If you look at the watch It looks like it comes from the Seiko factory Yeah It The same case The same design The same finishing But Heritage Matters Yeah correct Provenance Matters Yeah And it's a Seiko 62 mask for a reason, yeah. It's because it's a Seiko, yeah, and not anything else, yeah. So, I would go for the Seiko hands yeah. down. Of, of course, yeah. I mean, but obviously that costs more, way more than way more
0: whatever amount this watch costs. I think I think it was like three four hundred dollars. Yeah, like half the cost, there. I think. More than there half. Are, yeah,
2: yeah, fair yeah. enough. But compared to the original sixty two mass. yeah. But I would pay for the original. Yeah. Yeah. So. So
0: I think. I think therein lies the problem, right? mm -hmm. So do you use these scripts for aesthetic purposes? Mm -hmm. Or.
2: Or or what? Do you use it to emphasize your heritage and Mm -hmm. provenance? Or do you use it as a bit of trickery?
0: Yeah. Because, like, like, as as we were discussing earlier, right? Seiko has used Urdu, yeah, um, Hindi, yep, Arabic, yeah, yep, yeah. in in their like date wheels mm. or or whatever. Mm. Yeah.
2: Like, is, is that appropriation? And I don't think so. It's it's localization exactly right.
0: And but the thing is with this uh hitori mm. that is more of an appropriation thing to me yeah i think so in, in the same in the same way where where as i said like like super dry for example yeah. um like they're not a japanese brand they're not they're a uk brand i believe i think so i think there's 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 actually quite a few brands from europe that have like pretend to be japanese yeah yeah have appropriated like like japanese text mm. um I think one is, one is called MKI. Um, there's another shoe brand called Axel Arigato.
2: Okay. Onitsuka Tiger. That's actually, actually Japanese. That
0: is actually yeah. Japanese. Um, Kenzo is a Japanese brand, but mm. based in Paris. Mm-hmm. You mean also Paris? Oui. oui. Um, but that, one, that and also started by a Japanese designer, yeah. Takara Kenzo. Takara. Cancel?
2: yeah yeah Kenzo. yeah so, so yeah. that's why right so like it, it's very difficult i think to tell apart appropriation yeah. and actual assimilation i guess or appreciation yeah but i i think at the end of the day the the intention is what counts right mm. like are you being honest yeah. about it or are you just trying to take advantage of it? And I think this is why we have a problem with the brand because it's completely disingenuous. Yes. Like if it was
0: genuinely, like, if, look, if if there was more sources mm-hmm. for information of this watch, yeah, other than literally the only place where it's being sold, yeah. Okay, la. Okay, but here's the look, thing, though. It's it's like oh, it's like if if Hodinkee, for example, which you know they sell watches as well, mm. suddenly. Some independent brand popped up on their site mm. and they and they like wrote this whole uh story about mm. it, but literally that was the only source of information yeah. you could find about this particular watch. Yeah. People would be up in arms. Agreed. But because this is smaller, yeah, much smaller than a obviously mm-hmm. and I I don't
2: know, I I guess people Perhaps like the aesthetic. I guess. Which means they like the 62 mass aesthetic. Yeah. But they don't like the price tag, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair. Mm. Um, yeah. But then that's why
0: I feel the only complaints have been from us. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, goes back to Malaysians
2: <laughs> enjoying <laughs> complaining. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we enjoy it, but we definitely indulge in it. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. that That's pretty much our opinion on this whole thing. Yeah. And it's probably time to end the podcast. Yeah. Um, we apologize for the brief delay in this podcast. But, but not really. Not really. We, we don't really care. Yeah.
0: But also because we were producing video content yeah which earlier. takes time and yeah. effort yeah so S- you know things that we don't want to expend yeah so appreciate it yeah 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 and and if you want to complain about us
2: releasing an episode a bit later you again. know to, again marshall yeah, yeah. just asked Kokai yeah on instagram so on that note thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys in the next episode and yeah yeah Enjoy your time. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to The Casey and John John Show. The Casey and John John Show may cause abdominal discomfort, flatulence, reduced sex drive, and alcohol dependence. The Casey and John John Show is approved by one out of 10 doctors. Casey and John John do not take any responsibility for any side effects experienced from listening to their podcast.